Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and this podcast is all about helping men to become unstuck in their lives and inspire and encourage them to move forward towards a life of strength, confidence, and inner fulfillment. So without further ado, here is today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the Modern Warrior podcast. Today I have Stephen Marshall with me from The Man's Life or at The Man's Life on Twitter.com. I came across Stephen on Twitter and his content really spoke to me. A lot of relatable content that's going to help out many men during the crisis of masculinity that many of us are experiencing at the moment. So Stephen is a man on a mission and I invited him along to to speak more about his mission and his vision for the future and what's brought about the man's life and what it's all about. So Stephen, how are you? Great to have you here. I'm doing well, Gavin. Thanks a ton, man. I really appreciate you having me on and appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely delighted to have you here, man. It's uh, and as, as I said, the, the content really spoke to me, and it's speaking to a lot of men at the moment. And I suppose to start with, to go back to the beginning in terms of where all this began for you, or or what brought it, what brought it on. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I'm not sure I have the best answer, but uh, you know, things have there's no real real starting point like a day in time that I can point to where uh, all of this started for me but it was just you know kind of a journey that I found myself in where I was coming upon 40 years old uh, happily married four fantastic children and I honestly didn't feel like I could produce much of value in the world outside of the realm of ideas uh, I'm an attorney uh, I read a lot. I speak a lot. Uh, I write a lot. Those things come very naturally to me. Uh, I was always an athlete growing up, so sports and things like that were very natural to me. But if it wasn't writing, reading, or throwing a ball or shooting a ball, I, I just didn't feel like I had much to contribute to the world. You know, I couldn't fix a car. I couldn't kill an animal uh, and provide for my family that way. I couldn't do much with my hands outside of pushing buttons. And so at some point in my life, the light bulb just kind of clicked that, man, you need to be able to do those things. Those are the types of things that men throughout history have been required to do. Those are the things that when men could do them, they were esteemed and valued. And a lot of those things you simply can't do. And I don't know if it's ego or pride or arrogance or what, but you know, feeling like I wasn't measuring up, that just didn't sit right with me. And so I, you know, I felt this desire inside me to make some changes. Uh, And as I started thinking about it more and more, the light bulb started getting brighter and brighter and the vision started getting sharper and clearer that, well, you know what, the world doesn't require you to do any of this stuff. You know, the, the message from modern society is let's make everything as easy and as comfortable as possible. And if you do that, that's the good life. Well, it's really not. Because as I started looking into this more and thinking about it more, man, that's not what satisfies a man inside. Yeah, absolutely. We want to rest. We want to have vacation. All those things. Those are great. 
But if that's your life, then that's not satisfying. Uh, you know, men, we thrive when we feel like we're good at stuff. And the more things that you're good at, the better you feel about yourself, the more confidence you have. And so when I looked out at my life and started seeing that there's all these things I can't do, uh, I started wanting to be able to do those things. And so that really got me thinking about these ideas of masculinity and modern society and how to be a, a good man uh, and a better man uh, for my family uh, and, and just to take on the role of helping other men grow in those types of things that I was feeling. And as I did, I realized there's a community out there of guys who they simply feel the same way that I do because, it, you know, we're, our wiring's the same. Uh, you know, we have different particulars, but in general, you know, we all want to be good at things. And so that's that's kind of what led me to start. I started my website, themanslife.com, where I was writing blog posts and doing some videos and things like that. And I really started my Twitter account at The Man's Life kind of as a way to, to promote my website. Now I'm much more active on Twitter than I am on my website, but that those desires are kind of what led me to create and to look for some platforms where I could kind of spread that message and develop it a little bit more. Super, man. Absolutely amazing journey. And yeah, I've been looking at your, at your website and some things pop up straight away in terms of men who feel restless, frustrated, depressed. Were those some of the feelings that, that you felt before you began all this? I think I would call mine a restlessness. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I've been married just to celebrate our 24th anniversary for my high school sweetheart. Congratulations. Happily married. It's fantastic. Uh, I've got four kids aged from 11 to 14. When all this started bubbling up inside of me, I was a really happy guy. You know, there wasn't something in life where I was like, man, life sucks. I got to make a change. It was more like, man, there is more for me. And so that that's kind of what I felt like is like I've I've done about what I can do with the man that I am. I need the next mountain to climb and the next mountain to climb is going to require me to be more than I am. And so for me, it was a restlessness. Now, for other guys, it'll be something entirely different. It may, they may struggle with depression. Uh, they may have undergone a divorce. They may have lost a child. Uh, their career may be absolutely stalled. You know, it could be a thousand different things and it can create inside of them a, a depression or a frustration uh, or it may just be anxiety. Uh, you know, they may just be stuck. Who knows? It can be a lot of different things. For me, it was restlessness. So it just kind of depends on how your life has turned out. There's there's guys out there that they have done every single thing they set out to do and they're still not real content with life. Mm. And And that was similar to the way I feel, but it's different for different guys. For me, it was restlessness. Do you feel that the restlessness came about because you were providing so much for others and providing very little for yourself? You mentioned the wife, the children, your work, giving a lot of your time and energy to other people that you just didn't give it back to yourself? Or do you feel like... No, I really don't. I, I think it was because... I think it was almost the opposite. I think it was because I felt like I was taking it too easy. You know, I, I kind of built a fantastic job, fantastic family, and I was just kind of coasting, living the good life. 
Um, and so that kind of created this restlessness of, all right, man, you, you need to be more, you need to do more and you need to be more. So I think that's what it was for me. It wasn't a, you know, I'm pouring myself out left and right and I'm drained. Uh, for me, it was, I've built up a pretty darn comfortable and wonderful existence, but there's more for me than just, you know, me and my, my, five, my four or five family members. So yeah. that's what it was in my case. So you obviously to build all that, you require a lot of time and energy and effort as well. So you got to the point where that was built, you built that area of your life and then you needed to channel that energy into, into something new. Yes. Something new and bigger. Uh, and, and that would, uh, kind of spill out and spread out from my family to help others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I certainly recognize the need for myself to grow, but the point for me to grow was to be able to help other people. Uh, you know, I really do think that that's inside of all of us, that we do want to help other people. You know, we want uh, to be able to impact something beyond our individual lives and then beyond our individual families and then beyond our individual communities in ever widening circles as far as we can. You know, we, I think that's inside of all of us to do. Uh, we just have to, number one, find the vision that allows us to do that and then put in the work that allows that vision to become a reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's all the more important that something like this is out there at the moment because there are a lot of men struggling. Would you agree? It's, do you get a lot of men reaching out to you and coming to you in dire straits or what's your experience been like in that sense? Well, absolutely. Anytime that you venture on Twitter to uh, offer opinions, your direct messages are all of a sudden going to blow up from guys seeking advice. Uh, and that is not at all surprising because as I got into this realm and I started doing, a, you know, just a tiny bit of research on, uh, the quality of men's lives right now, the statistics will absolutely blow you away when it comes to men who are dealing with depression, men who are dealing with anxiety, suicide for men, uh, and just the general level of discontentment with life for men, drug use, incarceration. You know, if you look at all those numbers for men, they're much higher than they are for women. Uh, and I think there's a reason for that. Partly it's how we're wired, but partly it's kind of the direction that modern society has gone. And so what you end up with is a generation of men who are just simply not content with life for one reason or another. And so that is reflected in my Twitter experience with, you know, guys reaching out saying, hey, I'm dealing with this. What's your what's your take on? It? Uh, but yeah, even even without that, the numbers on men's contentment with life, they're not pretty. We're not in a good place and we need, we need help. And if you're to put your finger on it, what would you say has been the main culprit of this deterioration in men? Well, my, my uneducated opinion, uh, is, or my slightly educated opinion is modern life is simply too comfortable. And you know, the comforts of modern life are wonderful. They're miracles. Uh, and I'm thankful that you know, I've got a warm bed to sleep in, a nice house to live in. Uh, you know, I'm thankful for every single one of the comforts that are offered. But with the advancement of those things, there are unintended consequences. And the consequences are that human beings seek the path of least resistance as a rule. 
And in a world where we can now make our entire existence completely comfortable and completely convenient, that goes against our wiring as men. Men are made to struggle, to fight, to overcome and to conquer. Well, in a world where you, all you do is push buttons, man, there's not a lot of struggle, overcoming and conquering there. It's just simply too easy. Um, and so I think that's kind of what that, that desire to struggle and conquer and no outlet for that. I think that's what has caused men to get stuck, to be depressed, to be anxious, and really to be listless and aimless and have no direction in life. And so you kind of throw that together as a, as a big picture happening. And then if you have something go wrong in life, like a, a stalled career or a divorce or, you know, bad health or things like that in a particular situation, that's why you're seeing tons of drug use, tons of suicide, tons of mental health problems. That's my, that, you know, that's my take on how all this has gone down. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that you need the challenges, you need the struggles to actually develop the tools and strategies to overcome further challenges and, and issues in your life, because life is full of, of these problems and these, and these tasks and these obstacles that lay in your way. And from overcoming one, you'll understand what it took to get over that to enable you to get, get beyond the next one. And that is the value of voluntary hardship to actually go out there and, you know, take on a challenge in your own life to seek it out and to take it on your own life so that uh, you build that resilience, you build that strength, you build the intuition that's required to take on one of life's challenges when a curveball hits you, such as a divorce or such as a death in the family or such as a job loss or whatever it is, you've, you've got that inner resilience and strength, strength to be able to overcome it because you've, you've gone through difficulties in your own life by by seeking them out but without that yeah once the heart once the curveball hits you you don't know how to get back up again you don't know how to deal with that because you haven't developed the strategies and tools to be able to cope with it and for sure that's when uh, yeah especially over the last year where you know there hasn't been the outlets of of the gym there hasn't been the outlets of um perhaps some of these places you'd go to actually challenge yourself and without those outlets you know you still have all that energy you still have all that testosterone and uh, that energy has to be channeled somewhere and if you don't have that outlet it almost you almost create an inlet where that energy is internalized and i feel that's where anxieties amplify depression and everything else that you go into yourself instead of you know having those outlets for your energy like the gym is a big one and i'm sure you're a big advocate for that too in terms of you know using the gym for a release for challenging yourself for building that resistance and building that resilience and you know that's been a, an important part of my journey an important part of many men who i work with and i'm, I'm sure for yourself as well like that the power of exercising and and breaking a sweat and doing something challenging but and as you see it right now where do you think it's going from here do you think that there is a bit of a an interruption in terms of this pattern evolving that the the comfort pattern is called or do you think it's just going to get worse from here i mean or what does it take to maybe disrupt that pattern well i i think that 
I, I would say awareness is growing that that the comforts of society aren't necessarily having the effect that we had hoped that they'd have. Mm. Uh, and one of the reasons I say it is because uh, I started writing a book on this stuff, I don't know, four years ago called Manhood and the Hero's Journey. And it talked about these types of things about how we're being impacted as men uh, and the negative effects that we're experiencing. And I tried to outline some ways to combat that. And most of it was involving what you called voluntary hardship. Uh, and one of the, basically the first piece of advice I give any man who's trying to improve his life is get strong. You know, that that's an easy, simple way, a simple thing that every single man can succeed at. Okay. If you, if you put in the time, you will get strong. Now you may not become a world record record holder, but your strength will improve. You know, it's just, it's going to happen. So that's an easy and simple way. But the reason that I'm, I'm encouraged in saying that awareness of this, this issue is becoming more and more is that there was a book published last month called The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. And man, when I read that book, it's like, yep, th these are the exact things that I've been, that have been bubbling up inside of me for a while. And the great thing about that book is that it laid out the science behind voluntary hardship as a way to make us healthier and happier. So when I see books like that being published, uh, that just tells me, yeah, people are people are getting an awareness that, man, we need to be tougher. We need to live harder lives. And we've got to do it voluntarily because society isn't going to make us do it. Now, the real question for me becomes, how do we do this thing on a really large scale? Okay. I don't know that I've got the answer to that. You know, not, I'm not sure that every single man in the world can go on a 30 day caribou hunt to the Arctic like Michael Easter did. You know, I'm not sure that every man can go on these, these hunts like I do. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how we scale it in a world that's that's not wild anymore. It's civilized. There's only so many wild spaces. Uh, and so it may just be on scale that we're doing kind of artificial things like, all right, we're taking cold showers, we're fasting, you know, we're strength training, uh, you know, we're doing stuff like that. Maybe that's the answer when we, I think about the, the scale, you know, what every man can do. Uh, I just wish that there was something a little more natural that every man can do. And maybe, maybe they can, and we just hadn't figured it out yet, but that's, mm -hmm. I, I think that good things are on the horizon because awareness is growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost a fight back towards society, isn't it? Society is creating all these uh, areas of comfort and creating the comfort crisis. I mean, the comfort crisis has come, hasn't come about from an individual perspective, it's, it's society as a whole. And, you know, as you said, everything now is a push button. Everything now is, you know, sit down and uh, you don't have to pick up uh, a heavy tool and get to work anymore. Some people do. And, and uh, I'm, I'm somewhat, somewhat envious of, of some of these construction workers who I pass by uh, on a regular basis thinking, man, it must be so rewarding to be actually uh, construct something with your hand and put in some hard work and come home 
feeling absolutely wrecked from doing a hard day's work and uh, here's me sitting on the laptop although it's quite mentally fatiguing you don't get the same physical aspect and uh, I, I, was, I mentioned that someone during the week and they were looking at me as if i had two heads I was like what like you've got a you've got a great setup you you, you work from home you, all you need is a laptop and it's like yeah but it's it's that physical element but like it's it's that want and that need within me and within each and every man to just pursue the challenge and and yeah i think i think a big thing as well is uh, and, and one of the guys touched on this before is to be able to create something in your life create something of meaning in your life as opposed to uh you know not having anything meaningful to work towards and that could come in any shape or form could be creating the the program an online program it could be creating something physical like building a table or building a wall or you know creating a better body for yourself which i think again where the where the gym and the strength training all comes in so yeah again it's, it's a it's a channeling of energy i feel and you know within that energy within a man's energy for sure there's a lot of testosterone there's a lot of uh, uh need for for challenge need for growth need for progress so yeah, the, the comfort crisis, I, I think I came across him on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was on it, I think, and uh, he was he was speaking about his book. And that's, again, very timely at the moment. So t- talk to me about these uh, these hunts you go on. I'm very intrigued. Well, I, if I could, I would hunt every day from when the season opens in September until the season closes in January. And I, I live in Lexington, Kentucky, and the primary big game species to hunt here is white-tailed deer. And bow season opens up usually the first weekend in September, and it runs through mid-January. And so if I could, man, I would hunt every, every single day, daylight to dark throughout, you know, throughout the entire season. Now, I got four kids who play sports. That means I can't do that. Uh, and, you know, I've got a full-time job on top of that. And so I get out to hunt as much as I can. And my oldest son hunts with me. And, you know, we just go out. And the primary method of hunting in Kentucky, because we're largely a wooded area, is for is for to hang up a tree stand and climb up in a tree and sit all day long. Now, some guys may like that. I don't like that. You know, that's, that's, it takes great patience and I appreciate that, but that's, that's not really what I'm in it for because it doesn't take a whole lot of strength to do that. So what we like to do is we're going to go out, we're going to go as deep in the woods as we can get. We're going to put on a heavy pack and we're going to walk around and we're going to look for animals. Uh, and we're going to put, put, you know, miles on our boots and we're going to walk and we shoot something out there. We're going to skin it up. We're going to load it in our packs and we're going to pack it out. Now we don't do the long overnight trips just simply because where we hunt in the public hunting areas, you're not allowed to camp. So we've got them close enough that we always do day trips, but man, our, our method of hunting is heavy pack, walk around, try to outsmart the animal, try to stay quiet, try to stay stealthy. Uh, and that's that's how we do it. And <clears throat> there is probably no greater hunting challenge in our area than to be able to kill a nice white-tailed buck on public land. Because public land means anybody can go there anytime. And those animals, 
they live their lives wary of predators, including the human predators. So the strength and the skill that it takes to kill one with a bow. Now with a bow, you've got to get within, you know, at least within 40 yards to be able to kill one of these animals. And so, you know, the strength and skill to be able to do it, it is a fantastic challenge. Uh, and so that's, that's what we do in the fall. Uh, this, this fall, actually, I've got a special treat in that. Uh, I think it's probably 10 years ago, the state of Kentucky replenished its elk herd. And so they have drawings each year to allow a limited number of hunters to hunt elk in Kentucky. And so I got, I got drawn this year to go on an elk hunt, which I'll do in late December. Uh, it's a rifle hunt, not an archery hunt. So I've got pretty high expectations of bringing home some fantastic free range protein. Uh, but my hunting is, you know, I try to make it as hard as I can because I want to get out there and have to endure either heat or cold or rain or mixtures of all of it uh, and just have to deal with that because, you know, that's one of those ways that we voluntarily undergo hardship. And when you do that, man, the stuff that you deal with on a daily basis is the breeze. Mm -hmm. It's minor. Mm -hmm. uh, and before I get too far down a rabbit hole or going down a rabbit hole, one of the fantastic things about that comfort crisis book I was reading is that it talks about how our mind is going to create problems. No matter what we're experiencing, our mind will create problems. The only question is, are they real legitimate problems that cause us to struggle? Or are they these minor problems of, man, I've got spotty Wi-Fi or traffic's really bad today. We respond to those two problems nearly identically, but only one of them has is a real problem. And so the more that we push our put ourselves in real problem situations, the less we even worry about these other minor things that for some people are big issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very important, isn't it? It's uh yeah, first world problems, isn't it? They call it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Too much of that going on at the moment. And uh and yeah, what it in Ireland here now, unfortunately, we we wouldn't have uh I don't think we have hunting grounds here. So I'm anytime I hear about it, I'm it's massively appealing to me. And that's why I'm asking you about it because uh it's something I'd love to to try and uh for me it it's 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 the ultimate primal task, isn't it? I mean, you're going right back to to caveman days there, hunting your your own food, which yeah, absolutely. So and, and, you know, I didn't grow up hunting. My dad didn't hunt. I, I I knew nothing about it. And four years ago, I I knew I had a friend that hunted a lot, and I just texted him one day. I was like, "Hey, man, let's go get coffee tomorrow. I want to learn how to hunt." He said, I, he texted back, said, I don't have time for coffee tomorrow. Block off Monday. We're going to go shoot. And so that guy, within three weeks, took me on my first hunt and taught me the basics of doing it. And then the next year, I spent planning a hunt with my son. And, and so he taught me the basics. And, man, I just dove right in. I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And with, with some help, was able to do it. And one of the things I thought of, when we harvested our first animal was, 
man, we just walked in the footsteps of what men have done for our entire existence. And that was a cool feeling to kind of share in that brotherhood. And so, yeah, the, what you're what you're saying that really struck a bell with me. Yeah, yeah, that's to me that's why it's so appealing to right go right right back to your primal roots and and you're out there in the wild. You're you're not uh, surrounded by the buildings or the shops or all this convenience. You've got to go out there and and actually work for your food. Which again, uh, some guys listen to this and go, ah, what's the point? Why bother? Like just go down to the the local supermarket and get your dinner. And it's like, well, that's exactly the point. It's it's too easy. And it's trying to drill this idea into into people's minds. And even I've got friends and, and everything else as well. Like every single day uh, for the last year, I've been going into the into the sea in the morning. You know, that was my thing that I that I started doing. I, I go to the gym, I train, I push myself on a, on a daily basis. I'm always doing something challenging every single day. And of course, you get the pushback from from other people thinking, what's the point? Like, you know, take it easy, take a rest day, you know, take a week off. You know, it's like... Uh, I just can't, and I don't know if that's a, a detrimental thing in my behalf where I just can't take a day off or whether that's just something ingrained in me that I need to just pursue a challenge every single day. So that's that's a line for me to walk and to figure out, figure out. but I stick to what works for me, and that yeah. is working. And, it's, and all, all that I just mentioned there is part of my morning routine as well, and I keep the comforts at bay, such as the phone first thing in the morning you're on instant comfort instant reaction mode and it sets you up on a on a very i feel on a very poor energy level for the day instead of checking in with yourself and, and making sure you're doing whatever you need to do to get yourself on a on a good level which often requires some sort of challenge and even keeping the phone away in the morning time is enough of a challenge for some people you know 30 minutes no phone it's like that in itself is is massively yeah. just um, uncomfortable for a lot of people. So start from there. So uh, yeah, excellent man. And if you had someone, and you do have people who do reach out to you who are in a bad place, you've mentioned one thing in terms of okay, get strong. What's the next step, or what what else would you recommend or advise? Because there will be a lot of guys listening to this who, as I mentioned to you before we start recording, are struggling, are stuck, are living a very comfortable life and therefore feeling very uncomfortable in themselves so get strong number one what else uh i always fall back to uh and jack donovan was one of the first people who identified these as the masculine virtues of strength courage mastery or skillfulness and then honor and if you're, you know, if you're on the journey of getting strong, if you you kind of got that on lock and you're doing well on that, then, you know, figure out what skills you need to develop as a man. Are you able to do things with your hands? Are you able to protect your family? And in, in our day and age, honestly, that means being confident in the United States, it means being confident with a gun because there are 400 million firearms in the United States. They're not all in the hands of law-abiding citizens. They're not all in the hands of people who are going to do good with them. They're in the hands of people who are going to do ill with them. So part of your role as a man is being able to protect other people. So are you able, are you competent with a weapon? If not, buy one and get trained with it 
and practice with it. That's a fantastic skill for a man to have. Are you able to hunt and provide food for your family? You know, one of the one of the wild things that COVID taught us was no one is coming to save us. Okay. Police, they're going to show up to write the report and call your family members and tell them what happened to you. If you can't protect yourself, you're in trouble. The shipping and supply lines and the and the grid, it can go down. What's going to happen if the grocery store is out of food? Can you do something to provide for your family? Man, that's a man's job and a man needs to have the skills to be able to deal with that. And so if you don't, man, figure that out. Learn how to hunt. Learn how to fish. Learn how to trap. Figure out in your context how to provide food for your family if the grocery store doesn't have food. So those are a couple of things. Now, most guys, they're gonna say, yeah, that's nice, but that's not really what I'm concerned about. <laughs> what they're concerned about is how can I attract a woman? That's, that, that, you know, that's their primary concern when guys reach out to me. And my first, you know, my answer to them is, look, if you build these skills and you're a strong dude, you're not gonna have any trouble attracting women, okay? <laughs> In fact, one of my tweets the other day was, man, you're going to attract a whole lot more women by being a bad MFR than you are about by worrying about attracting women. So if you get these things right in your life, I'm telling you, the women will be there. Okay. Get strong, develop some skills, be able to provide a life for a woman that's attractive to her. Man, is she's going to be, she's going to be on board. Mm -hmm. So those are the types of things that I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the one other thing that, man, I get a lot of pushback on this, but the one other thing is you need to have friends. You need to connect with other men, okay? Now, it needs to be guys who are kind of looking down the same road you are, that share the same, same values that you have, but man, you need other dudes. There, there was a, an article... I forget which magazine it was in. I want to say it was in, or maybe it was a newspaper, the Boston Globe. That's basically the, the research was that loneliness and isolation are the biggest killer for men. And that is an absolute tragedy. And when I start sharing stuff about encouraging men to connect with others on Twitter, you wouldn't believe the amount of pushback I get on that about how guys saying, you know, that's for betas, that's for boys. That's for weaklings. Men need, need to be able to be fine by themselves. Look, man, that, that idea is killing people. Nobody is, is more for men being strong and competent and courageous than me. But guys that do that on their own for an extended period of time, number one, they won't reach their potential because they don't have the support and encouragement and accountability uh, and criticism and instruction that other men can give them. But not only will they not reach their potential, but they may experience the type of loneliness that results in health problems for them. And so that's the other, the big area that I encourage other guys when they're trying to fix their lives and level up, man, do it with other people. Uh, guys need guys. There's a proverb that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's just nothing be better than a group of dudes who are on a mission.
it makes life so much better. So get, get strong, develop some skills, put yourself in hard situations that require you to exercise some courage and do it with other guys. When you knock down, lock down those four areas of life, mm-hmm. life's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Now, yeah, you're going to, you're going to add the woman, but I think she'll be there if you do those things. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is, it's a matter of focusing on yourself first and everything else will eventually fall into place as such, isn't it? If you can get yourself right, then yeah, I think I, right. it's going to be all right, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, that, that's certainly one that strikes a chord with me in terms of, uh, reaching out and, and having a, a group of men around you, a group of friends around you who are on the same level, because I, as I try to change my life some years ago that was something I, that i struggled with to try and move away from friends that i had who would have been you know more into the party and lifestyle more into uh, that kind of way of living again the comfort comfortable way of living not training not working out uh, so i was trying to move away from that life and as you move away from that life you have to move away from certain people who are attached to that life as well in order to become in order to create a new life for yourself, create a new and better version of yourself. So, yeah, that's something I I did struggle with. And I think a lot of guys, especially over the last year, have struggled massively with. I think the loneliness and isolation has been amplified to, to levels that have never been before with, with COVID and everything else has happened. You know, the lockdowns, not meeting up, not having the, those social outlets as i mentioned earlier you know i've talked with the gym but there's also the social outlets of the pub or restaurants or coffee shops you know these places where you might go and meet someone so that's been a massive struggle and where in your own recommendation or your own advice like where do you start from there like if you if you did want to have a group of friends who we're on the same level as you, like, where would you go from that point or to reach that? Well, yeah, th- that's, you bring up good stuff. The, I mentioned my book, Manhood and the Hero's Journey. And as I was putting that book together, I don't know if you're familiar with the hero's journey or not, but it, it's an idea that was put forth by Joseph Campbell, um, who, who was the famous myth researcher and religion researcher. And he basically said, this is the journey that, kind of is in inside all of us. And what happens is if you look out into our popular culture, most of the most popular literature and movies are all based upon the hero's journey. And the hero's journey has a number of steps, but step number one is always the hero gets called out of his current world. Hmm. And so the life that you're living, you usually have to make a choice. Am I going to continue in this life which sometimes means in this location, which sometimes means with this group of friends. And sometimes you just have to leave that. And you have to leave those friends. And I don't mean you completely leave the relationship, but they're no longer your primary relations because you have to make the choice that you're gonna do something different, okay? And so that may, may mean more time in the gym, more time eating healthier, more time out in the woods, more time doing your thing, building your life. But along the hero's journey, as you start building your life, you develop allies along the way. That's what the hero always does. He has to leave home, but on his journey, he finds a mentor and he finds new allies. 
And so as you start going to the gym or as you start going to the gun range or the archery club or whatever it is you're doing, whatever skill you're developing, you're going to find people there that are trying to develop those same skills, that are trying to develop their body as well. And those are the people with some effort and, and deliberate action that you can form relationships with. Some will be good fits for you, some won't, just like you know any, any relational setting, but that's how you develop those relationships. And that's what happens as you start walking the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. But the, you know, the, main, the main thing that I would add on that is, man, relationships are not spontaneous. They require intentional action, okay? If you just keep waiting to run into that guy again, it may never happen. Look, schedule something. Go do something together. Guys thrive when they're doing stuff together. You don't have to go sit in a coffee house across from each other and look each other in, you know, in the eye. Women do well in that. Guys don't always do well. If that works for you, do it. But go do something where you're going to be side by side working together, learning a skill, working out, going on a run, whatever. Those are great ways to build relationships. It's got to be intentional. It's not yeah. always spontaneous. And I think that's the boundary there, isn't it? to actually reach out to someone and say, hey, do you want to do something? Because guys are not willing to put themselves in that position because it may come across as being weak or needy. Yeah, that that just blows my mind. Uh, you're, you're right. That is how it's looked at. To me, that's the act of courage. Hey, man, you want to go do something? Yeah, you might tell me to piss off or whatever, but I'm still going to ask because I want to do that. That's me being real. I want to go do something with you. So I'm going to ask you to do it. That's the farthest thing, the furthest thing from being weak or needy. Now, it may be needy in the sense of, yeah, we need relationship. Look, let's just live in reality here. If you want to deny that reality, you're going to be a statistic. Okay, of depressed, frustrated, lonely. Don't be the statistic. Okay, be courageous. Talk to other guys and build relationship. You guys can conquer the world. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's that's it. You've nailed nailed it there. It's uh, you've got to foresee the consequences of your actions or lack thereof, isn't it? So if you don't reach yeah. out, you're opening yourself up to the to the risk of feeling lonely, isolated, and what that feeling depressed and anxious and everything else. So it's just a slippery slope until uh, you make a decision to to get back up and start climbing. And and as you said, it does take effort to to work your way back up uh, in the social ladder or to upgrade your life and. That is exactly it, isn't it? You're you're upgrading yourself. You've got to upgrade your your social circle as well. You've got to upgrade your environment because they dictate your your journey going forward. So before you take a step forward, you got to maybe take a look around you and understand where you are and who you're surrounded with, and make the changes there to to step forward into into creating some strong and and meaningful and better changes in your life, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, the the last stage of the hero's journey is called the return with the elixir. You go off on this journey and you become something new and you get something good and valuable and you bring it back to help others. And so whether it's you bring it back to that same social circle that you were originally in, maybe, maybe not, but there's at least potentially the opportunity there to hang with those guys and pull them up. Now, they may not be interested. It may be a different group that you end up pulling along, 
But you've got to always remember that, well, and we kind of started out with this, the whole goal of doing this is for you to become something better so that you can help other people become something better as well. So always return with the elixir. Brilliant. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. That's you just, yeah, that's a brilliant, brilliant ending to the, to the interview, to the podcast. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Some great insight. And uh, Stephen, if people want to find you, where is the best place to find you, to, to get in touch with you? Let us all know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. My website, themanslife.com or on Twitter at themanslife. Brilliant, Stephen. It's been uh, it's been absolutely amazing having you here. And uh, I'm certainly going to look into uh, hunting and see if there's anywhere I can go to to go to go hunting for some deer or whatever it is, even a even a hare. Start with a hare, yeah, and work my way up. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Until the next time. Stay strong. It's, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks, Gavin. Cheers.